Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once, it's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. As Obi-Wan Kenobi once said, hello there and welcome to Databank Brawl, the podcast where we learn about Star Wars characters, discuss them, share our little feelings, and then make those characters fight for our amusement and yours, and rarely the character's amusement. They almost always pay. Anyway, I am your host. My name is Joseph Scrimshaw. With me, as always, are our two main guests here on Databank Brawl, and that is a lot of Ken Napsok and a reasonable amount of whiskey. Well, you know, I'm going to change things up on you here. Whiskey for you, a reasonable, responsible amount, <laughs> and I, for reasons I will probably regret later, I'm having Bacardi 151 and Coke. That is right. You yeah. rebel. Yeah. You rebel scum. You <laughs> rum scum. Do not recommend Bacardi 151. It's rum, and you're thinking, oh, it's it's rum. Rum's like a casual drink. Oh, that'll come up on you. Oh, no, no, no. Smack you upside the head. But I have made one rum mistake in my life, and <laughs> that exactly. was enough. I remember the great rum mistake. The great rum and you mistake. got a mixer, right, that yeah. sounds like uh, Zuvio, but it is not. It's Constable Zevia. Constable Zevia, yeah. Zevia Cola. <laughs> uh, but anyways, I, I'm, I'm going to be okay, but if, if like at the 40-minute mark, I don't remember the 35th minute, you'll know why. All right, that's it. We will try to wrap it up right at that 40 minute mark as the old memory goes yeah for both of us uh yeah so we're gonna get right into it we have a lot of stuff coming up because this is our 99th episode wow our 100th episode i have something very very special planned something weird but this 
This is the 99th episode, and I wanted to celebrate in its own way, because everything about Databank Brawl is just a little off, so why not celebrate <laughs> on the 99th instead of the 100th? Right. I decided to do one of these battles that we do every once in a while that is a celebration of Databank Brawl, in that it is the weirdest, dumbest, almost most difficult to make fight characters that I could find <laughs> in the databank. So this one, <laughs> this one's going to be a challenge. These are the ones that you don't spring on rookie guests. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Gotcha. These are ones for uh, experienced people such as <laughs> ourselves. So your rum's not going to know what's going uh, on. Yeah, it's not used to being on the podcast. Mm. All right. Are you ready for our first pretty much useless combatant? Absolutely. Our first combatant is TT83 slash Y7. Everybody knows this character, of course. Yep. Here's what StarWars.com databank has to say. These gatekeeper droids were iStock droids that were installed indoors in entryways to screen visitors. They earned their nickname Tattletale Droids from their obnoxious demeanor in the pursuit of fulfilling their programming. They were manufactured by Servo Droid Inc. and were in use across the galaxy for years. During the Clone Wars, one was installed uh, in Rishi Station Outpost, and another was used by Guy Nakta, a Trandoshan trader, probably the most infamous and annoying TT-83Y7 uh, in use was the one who kept out visitors out of Jabba's palace. <laughs> I love that you've chosen this. <laughs> it's so like out there that Wikipedia cannot find it. Wikipedia can't find it. Wow. So I mean, maybe they have it. Uh, T T T eight. Yeah. Dash eight, three dash eight, three. Yeah. And then slash Y seven slash Y seven. Okay. May have I may have forgot. There it goes. There it goes. There it All goes. Right. Okay, but yeah, I it's a hard the one. slash. <laughs> I, well, I might not have actually enunciated the slash. No, you're not to blame here. No, it's the whiskey. But the- when we'll get into the more of the details. Of course, I wanted to choose this character because they're installed indoors, <laughs> because so that limits how and where and when they can fight. But this is, and this is also a celebration of of our drinks. This is the first databank entry I've found that is. Whoa. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you're good. That's uh, riddled with typos. Love it. Love it. So the official data bank. Yes. Uh, I read it as uh, they were manufactured, but it is written as they were manufactured (laughs) with an apostrophe. They were manufactured by ServoDroid. And it says during the Clone Wars, one was installed Rishi Station. There's no inner on. (laughs) And then in the last sentence... Uh, the most infamous and annoying TT-83 slash Y7 in use was the one who kept out visitors out of Jabba's palace. I'm so intrigued with this. I'm actually going to <laughs> the databank yeah. on StarWars.com. It's riddled with typos. It, it's like it's set up to annoy 3PO. <laughs> that's, uh, that's hilarious to me. This one was kept out visitors out of Jabba's palace. Now, let, let me ask you this question. When you were... You're, it comes right up here on databank too. When you were putting this one together, I never really questioned your methods. I don't. I mean, I'm not questioning. Like, I don't mean that like a bad thing, but I'm like, you come up with this, and I'm like, great. How are you sitting around going, oh, you know what I like that droid in the door? <laughs> How did you come across that one? I scan the old databank, uh, and I and I try to think of like uh, what 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 could be surprising. And I looked under the droids tab. Sometimes I look under the droids or the creatures wow. tab to kind of switch things up a little bit. I love, yeah, I mean, not that I doubted you at all, but yeah, there's these these uh, typos are here, which just means shows me that this they were like whatever, like no one ever even checked. <laughs> yeah, we're good to go. It almost feels like it was pulled from somewhere else and just dropped in. Yeah, have you ever like copy and pasted something? Sometimes oh, I yeah. sometimes even do that when I'm prepping like four center episodes in the descriptions, and I'll copy and paste the last one, and I've made a mistake, <laughs> and you don't catch it till like the third time you do it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it seems like this has been like copied and pasted a few times from some very old entry. But it, it's fascinating to me which ones they do have entries about, which ones they don't, which ones are specific. Like they've got the uh, midwife droid who's fought, and that's just a midwife right. droid. But this has the real specific uh, letters and numbers. It's got a little bit of a backstory. It was <laughs> manufactured by Servo Droid, and once again, much longer entry than many famous huge <laughs> Star Wars characters. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Love it. So does Wikipedia have more about the TT83Y7? It doesn't have much more than you've <laughs> just explained. It's a lot. I'm trying to see if they carried over the 
typos, but it doesn't look like they did. But yep, same same stuff there. Locations like you just said, the Rishi Station, all that kind of stuff like that. So there's nothing new in in that. Uh, yeah, nothing nothing new. I'm just, I'm just scanning here just to make sure. <laughs> Which was you considered to be the most infamous and annoying example. That's so funny. Um, <laughs> what did they use the exact same phrase? They, yeah, uh, which was the, the crime lord Jabba Deslegic uh, Tiri, <laughs> just Colin Jabba, uh, had one fitted into the front gate of his palace, which was considered to be the most infamous and annoying examples ever used. So it got yeah, basically the same thing, but yeah, uh, wow. Um, and other than that, not, yeah, a Servo Droid Inc. Okay. They run a good business. Yeah, of course. It's Class. got an ink. Security Droid. Kind of access control droid, sensor color orange, but I, I wouldn't just describe it as orange, like seventies sci-fi, sixties sci-fi, sparkly orange. Yeah, yeah, would. like a, a couch one would have sex on in the nineteen seventies. Orange, right? Yeah. Yes, equipment speaker. <laughs> yeah, and it doesn't it have like the kind of a, a certain oval uh, eyelids, almost like the um, oh yeah, they got the cool. Yep, you're right. Uh, Teeth-like with ovals on the eyelid. uh, The orange sparkly center, a little silver around that. That almost looks like the the imperial symbol, you know? And then it's got the the eyelids. uh, It's like a tennis ball grabber. (laughs) Yes, it is. Now, we normally, uh, when they have it, we list the height. Do they have a length? There's (laughs) For how long the stock is? No length. Undetermined. (laughs) So that's all we know is eye color orange. Now, Does it have a quote? No, there is a quote, but also there is a Legends tab. Ooh, and how deep is that? Not not much more. Not much okay. more, to be honest. There didn't allow Mara Jade an audience oh, at Kapaz yeah. Palace, and yeah, nothing, nothing much. One interacted with Qui Gon Jinn. All right, that's that's about <laughs> it. But no, the quote is uh, which Tichuta yeah, what Tichuta Goodness gracious me. So three PO's response is, is there as well. To shoot to hut, yeah. All right, that is awesome. How do you feel, if anything? Well, I feel a lot. <laughs> this is uh, the joy of Star Wars and being a young kid when I saw Return of the Jedi, seven years old when I saw it, and I was terrified of this sequence. Oh yeah, because. You know, and this is the, the, the skill of what Lucas did, the, the, the success of what Lucas did with these droids. 3PO and R2 are characters, right? Yeah. I, they're robots, but they're real people to me. Right. You don't want any harm to come to them. I am a, uh, I was raised in an overprotective environment as a kid. And, you know, not allowed to do... I couldn't wander down the end of the street without letting my mom know where I was or if she probably was watching. So I was very overprotective, which made me a skittish, sometimes overly fearful child. Mm-hmm. So C-3PO walking up to this door, I picked up on his nervousness <laughs> in the theater and my first viewings of Jedi as a kid. It was like he was nervous. He didn't want to go in there. I didn't understand the bigger mission or Luke's lucky mission at play. So when he knocks you, on that probably door. Probably not as an adult. You right. don't understand. It, right? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. So when he knocks on that door, clink, 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 clink. And it's like, oh, okay, good. We're ready to go. Like I, I as a kid was like, good. They can get out of here. <laughs> so when the droid pops open. And is like talking to him and laughing at him. I'm in. I was intimidated. Yeah. I was right there with three PO. And when that door opens up, I'm terrified. And I can have some kind of like a weird sense memory to it now. If I watch now, like I remember as a kid, just terrified that that yeah. door was opening because that door's huge. <laughs> then, and this is what I, I, I've never clarified it, but in my head canon, the spider droid that pops out was the same as this droid. Oh, the Bulmar Monk? Yes. So obviously, I know it's not. Yeah. But even kind of to this moment, in my head, I connect the two. Because here I am, seven years old, terrified. This thing comes out of the door, rapping away, laughs, and then the door opens, <laughs> and then they walk in, and then that spider droid comes out, or, or what, you know, whatever the hell that is. Yeah. Seven, I'm like, what is that? I'm like, oh, that's the thing in the wall. And it's, cha- I'm, I'm so terrified. <laughs> so <laughs> Did terrified. Did you think that was like the spider eye? Yeah, I thought it was okay, like the well, eye. Yeah, that tracks. Yeah, yeah why not? Like why wouldn't little, you? Yeah, and they're, they're circular. They're the same. Dealey doppled kind of eye there, you know. <laughs> so yeah. I have a lot of feelings of okay. old TT uh, Y7 or 8 is going to be a long episode just saying the damn name. We're going to call him TT. Old TT. You know, uh, this is a risk of letting the whiskey take hold, but yeah. I think there is something powerful about this character, this scene. I think there's something like deep and almost Freudian about a fear of doors. Like if you have mm. any anxiety of interaction, 
when you ring a doorbell, when you knock on a door. You and I record here at your place all the time. Yeah. I knocked on your door. I got I got let in instead of buzzed in, and I knocked on your door, and I had just this tiniest <laughs> little bit of tension of like, ah, but I didn't give him enough warning. I knocked right. on the door. So to then to take that little kernel of fear of what's behind the door, have right. I done anything wrong, and personify it by... A jutting, rude eye that laughs at you. Like, that's a Freudian nightmare. It, it touches something deep. Uh, now that I know that, the next time you knock, I'm going to yell, did you, did you, did you? Oh, Well, the flip side is I had a little bit of anxiety because, yes, you normally will call. You buzz in, and yeah. I buzz in the apartment complex. And I heard a knock, and I was in my bedroom, and a tree got, there's winds so bad in Burbank, I thought someone was coming to tell me my car was crushed. That's where my mind went in a second. And I was like, oh, it's Joseph. Uh, competing <laughs> neurotic anxiety on either side of the yes. door. Sliding doors of anxiety. Anyway, that is TT83 slash Y7, our first combatant. Now, I needed a really great, fearsome foe for TT to fight. And I picked our next combatant, which is Steel Packer. Mm, mm, <laughs> yes, good old Steel Packer here. Uh, Pecker, not Packer. Pecker. Pecker? No, no backing down from it. It's Pecker. Here's what StarWars.com databank has to say about Steel Pecker. These tough, ornery Jakku avians are drawn to metal, which they break apart with their iron beaks oh, and yes. then devour. Steel yes. Peckers collect vanadium, osmeridium, and corundum in their gizzards with the resulting chemical stew helping break down their metallic meals. Jakku's scavengers steer clear of steel pecker colonies, which can overwhelm intruders with razor-sharp talons and beaks. Right, right. (laughs) Steel pecker! And and it is, uh, you know, for those keeping score at home, it's one word. Yep. One word. No space. Steel pecker. Steel pecker, one long word. That's one of those ones we're on... uh, when you say it out loud, well, this is a bird. It's like we're gonna we're gonna have Ray's speeder's gonna go by a bird, and it's gonna be like pecking at the at the metal. Oh, yeah. you know what we should call it? Steel pecker. Yeah, steel it's great. pecker. Yeah, yeah. And it gets through a lot of rounds, and then all of a sudden, like someone looks at it written down on paper, and they're like, um, um well, we're too sure. far down. Okay, here. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. All right, yeah. You want to walrus man that? Okay, that's you're just gonna describe exactly what it is. Yeah. I love that it's called steel pecker. And then I have to read three bizarre names for made-up metals and ores <laughs> yeah. that sound really believable, like vanadium, vanadium. osmeridium, yeah. corundum. You can come up with those three, but you got nothing for the bird but steel pecker. And I don't have the databank in front of me. Does, how, does it talk about... It's a name for their diets. Here's what it says on Wikipedia. Uh, sometimes I... I'm so concentrated on the pictures, I, I don't hear all the words you say. <laughs> Name for their diet. These birds were useful commodities to scavengers who collected their carcasses and guano. Does it say that in there? Oh, no. The guano is uh, special to okay. Wikipedia. Because it immediately takes me to my favorite movie of all time, Young Guns 2, uh, where they come onto the, the bat guano mine. No. Okay. Guano. Bat Gu- droppings. <laughs> so I, I'm having a lot of reaction to this animal here. Guano is the actual plot of the novel of Dr. No <laughs> by Ian Fleming. So that's what I think of when I think of guano. And I had to look it up and go, oh, wow, that's not gold or anything. <laughs> uh, that's feces. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Wikipedia has yeah. some information, some intel that's not on the official databank. Yeah. That, wait, so... Who's guano? What guano? Because they're steel peckers, not guano peckers. Yeah, no, well, no. So basically what I'm gathering is the scavengers collected the dead steel pickers, peckers for their, because <laughs> there was probably something in their Oh, systems. right. They could cut them open. And then the the steel pecker droppings were probably uh, connected because they had traces of metal course. in them as well. And if you're scavenging on Jakku, you need all the metal you, need, you can uh, get. So you follow a steel pecker around yeah. from a distance. Because they're they're ornery. So steel pecker guano might be worth like a quarter portion. (laughs) Oh, oh, what a terrible, harsh world. We thought Tatooine is harsh. (laughs) Yeah. And these scavengers are going around picking up metal crap. Yeah. (laughs) Literally metal crap. (laughs) Literal Star Wars space metal crap. So they can get an eighth of a portion at best. I do not have a lot of stats for you to read, (laughs) just homeworld 
Shinjuku. What an interesting behind the scenes talking about how this came about, the concept for the bird. And I do. I think I remember reading this in the one of the books, the, the behind the scenes books. The concept for the bird originated in conversation between directors J.J. Abrams and Steven Spielberg, which led to the idea of a bird eating metal. The idea was that the bird would be poking around the innards of a machine and come out all oily and dirty with filthy rust all over its feathers. Cool. So there you go. Yeah, and that's go. that's at least got a little bit of like imagery of like nature yeah. being perverted by yeah. machinery. And I will address right now. I, I mentioned there was winds early uh, earlier. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, so <laughs> that sound you hear occasionally in the background is a tree being cut up across the street, <laughs> and I think it's perfect for this episode because we've got the Tattletail Droid versus the Steelpecker. We can imagine, yeah, <laughs> that it is actually like this uh, Flintstone sort of uh, saw that's being made yeah. out of a Steelpecker. <laughs> and uh, so that's uh, that's what's going to happen on this Data Bank Brawl, a very special 99th episode. That's right. Now, can you give a nice physical description of the old steel pecker? Because yeah. they're kind of just... They're kind of just regular old birds, birds right? Kind of like a... I don't want to say like a like a buzzard with a little bit of a toucan Sam kind of beak there, except for it's one color and not as inviting and not a, a you know a logo for cereal. Yeah, but it's got uh, it's it's it looks like a it's a super space buzzard. Yeah, its head is real big. Its yes. head is making fun of its body and its sides, and in that that uh, beak is nothing to mess around with mm-hmm. for sure. For sure. Yeah, I'll tell you right now, I would not want to get into a fight with one. (laughs) No, but uh, that is not a choice that TT has. TT gonna fight. So let's do it. Let's fight. (laughs) One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, It's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. <laughs> I didn't really talk about my feelings about the steel pecker, but I love it because it's called <laughs> steel pecker. Those are my feelings. So let's get into this fight. Now, uh, we want to figure out as always where and when this fight is happening. The when could be anytime. This could be yep. the old Republic. For God's sake. <laughs> it might be our first <laughs> data bank brawl at the beginning of star Wars time. Wouldn't that be cruel if we listed this episode as data bank brawl episode 99, <laughs> the old Republic. <laughs> Tattletale versus steel. Pecker. It's a, I door and a steel yeah. pecker. Um, well, so the steel peckers are uh, Jakku native. Now they could be taken off Jakku by mm. bird collectors, but mm. this could happen on Jakku. Yeah. I am interested in going to Jakku, which was an early favorite of databank. Oh yeah. Yeah. It had well, to be. Well, we, yeah, absolutely. Um, we come out of that force awakens time period. So um, timeline, I'm not sold on yet. Um, I, I like the idea of Jakku. And I like the idea that there's some kind of outpost. Maybe it's not just the Nima outpost, but like Nima the Hutt's old oh, castle. Yeah, yeah. And a tattletale droid, which is what I'm going to refer to them as because I'm <laughs> too drinky, didn't remember all the slashes <laughs> and numbers. The tattletale droid is still functional in what is left of that building. Okay, yeah, good. Tattletale droid. That's smart. Uh, I'll probably still try to say the whole uh, name. You and should. This will, Someone make the should have some dignity so here. So long. No, you have the wisdom to say tattletale droids. Uh, yeah, I like this. So huts can live for many hundreds of years, right? We know this. Yes, yes. Yeah. So I want to say that this is uh, this is a hundred years before the Phantom Menace. Oh wow! So not quite old Republic. Okay. In the heyday of Nima. Okay. Uh, Nima the Hut. You know, Love it. Yeah, she's got a great outpost. Just amazing outpost. And uh, there's, there's still scavenging on other parts of the planet. I think that there's still been some ancient mm. battles. I think there's some uh, uh, some relics of the Jedi Mandalorian Wars uh, that people have been just I, I sifting like through for a long time. I like that. That steel peggers have been eating Mandalorian armor and pooping it out. Uh, how's that for your traditional armor that you pass on? That is your legacy, being pooped by steel peckers. How do you like that, Mandalorians? (laughs) Not much at all. That'll be another fight where the Mandalorians come to wipe out all the steel peckers on Jakku. But, uh, yeah, so a steel pecker is, uh, uh, got separated from the herd, Mm -hmm. from its flock, and it is hungry. Yeah. And it sees this, uh, castle that I think is like, it's built into the rock. Right? Ooh, I like that. Yeah, so I like it's still that. very yeah. castly, but but Nima is smart. Nima's a smart hut. Yeah, and she's got her weird cultish followers. Yeah, right. And she uh, convinced them, like, okay, let's let's work together to use minimal amount of metal mm-hmm. to create an awesome rock castle. Rock, <laughs> rock castle in the sands, baby. Yeah, yeah, I like that. But there's a pretty distinct door. There's a large metal door, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that is when a steel pecker sees that. Yep. It's like the cartoons where, uh, you know, they <laughs> its eyes pop out. Yeah, they see a bird. You know in the yeah. cartoons where, yeah. you know, they see a bird and it, it turns into like a roast turkey? The steel yeah. pecker is opposite. <laughs> they see the metal, and it turns into this just delicious meal on a plate. I think that steel pecker thinks to itself, uh, yeah. I got to peck that. <laughs> um, yes. And it just, I don't, I guess, I don't know how good of flyers steel peckers are, but it, it's just like, ba-boom, ba-boom. And then it kind of hops, flies, hop, flies, hop, flies. Maybe like 20 minutes later, it reaches the door. Yeah. I don't think it's a great flyer because their heads yeah. are real big. Real heavy. And heavy. So and I, it, hard to fly when your poop's full of metal. <laughs> You're going to get weighed down, yeah. right? Absolutely. Yeah. So I think the steel pecker maybe doesn't even know of the TT83Y7, the TT-83-Y7. Yes. Doesn't even know and goes and does what any good, hungry, desperate steel pecker would do. It's going to peck that door, right? Absolutely. So it goes peck, 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 peck. That steel pecker pecks like a steel pecker (laughs) would peck. (laughs) How much steel could a steel pecker peck if a steel pecker could peck steel? A lot. A lot. 
And it starts just pecking away at that door. <laughs> clink, 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 clink. That kind of rhythmic head bob. Clink, clink, yeah. clink. And so what do you think is happening? They're, it, oh. they're breaking it down into smaller pieces yes. that can get into their beak, right? Yeah, breaking it down. So it's, a little, it's like, and, and these birds have patience. They got oh, nowhere yeah. to go. So it could, it might take weeks to get through this door, but it doesn't matter. But it's getting delicious yeah. little oh, sliver. Yeah. E- each pack little slivers are are breaking down, and little so chunks of that delicious door. Oh, it's delicious so coated in sand bit, and filth, sand and rust, and mm. uh, all mm. this kind of stuff. So um, it's pecking, 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 and then all of a sudden, out of uh, out of nowhere, emerges TT eight L dash Y seven Oh, goes right for the Ichuta. Yeah. Now, it, this is... Uh, now, where is it in relation to the steel pecker? Is, mm. it, is it right next to it? <laughs> to harken back... It was a big sip of a card, 151. <laughs> to harken back to my childhood fears, it pops out right where the steel pecker is. It basically punches the steel right. pecker right in the gut. Because I don't think I would have been afraid if it... TT popped out and 3PO was like two yards away. Yeah, no, it was right up in right 3PO's grill. Yeah. Right. So I think it basically, it's kind of like a little boxing fist. It <laughs> punches the steel pecker in the gut so yeah. hard, in fact, that steel pecker oh, has to I like that. flutter <laughs> away. And yeah. the steel pecker, uh, it just took in a little bit and it, it yeah. uh, throws up a little bit. It throws up some metal? Some yeah, metal just a little, a little chunk of metal. And it it it, it just uh, uh, flicks off of TT dash eight three slash Y sevens right eye face I, it head dis- disco ball yeah <laughs> so I think steel packers on the ground like it, it's oh yeah it's it's mobile it's not knocked over yeah. you know it's it's like a cat it just lands on landed the on its talons so it's looking up and the TT droid kind of extends a little bit looks down eyes really the eye eyelids open up and starts speaking in some sort of hutties you know yeah like. Uh, uh, I'm not great at Hutties, but like, oh, we got gunja jinga wonga wonga. <laughs> and the bird, the, the steel pecker, we did, we did, I guess we could establish its voice. Yeah. It kind of looks up and it's like, mark, 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 mark. Yeah, I think it's got a, yeah, I think it's got a, a pretty standard uh, uh, bird squawk, maybe yeah. some depth to it. Maybe it's like, ha ha. Yeah, I mean, it's not like quite a, a chicken because a chicken goes cha 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 cha, but uh, it's almost like that. Yeah, it's very, very similar. <laughs> yeah. It does the same dance and everything. Anyway. So I think the steel pecker mm-hmm. is hurt, wounded, angry, oh, yeah. and hungry. A dangerous... Oh, yeah. A, in fact, you know what? I'm going to go all the way back to my driver's ed booklet. Oh, wow. That said, here, here's when you should never have a drink. Halt. <laughs> Which is for hungry, angry, lonely, and tired. <laughs> Please tell me you've already used that in a stand-up act, and that's why you remember it so well. It is on my album, Flawfest. <laughs> Perfect. Which you can purchase at josephscrimshot.com. That is exactly right. But yeah, hungry, angry, lonely, tired. I think that the Steel Pecker is all of those things, mm. right? So yes. it's not making good judgments at all. Yes. Uh, and I think it, it sees portable metal. Oh, yeah. If I can saw apart the base of this mm. weird robot arm... I can take this back to my flock and we can dine. Oh, yeah. like bird kings and like queens. In the steel pecker community, this <laughs> this droid would be worth 50 portions. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If the steel pecker could peck portions, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> 50 portions? Yeah. Uh, all right. So I think that steel pecker dashes up with surprising speed. Oh, yeah. Arms flapping. Flurry of wings. Chunk, big beak. Uh, just jumps down on the base right. of oh, TT-83 yeah, right. slash Y7. At the door. Yeah. yeah. Trying to get, right. get it separated from the door. So the droid is, is shocked. Mm-hmm. Like, it's never dealt with this before. Yeah. In a shock to tease is, is fun yeah. to hear. <laughs> so uh, it... It tries to recoil. Yeah, it tries to suck itself back into the door. Like a turtle going back in its shell. Right. And gets back, and what that succeeds, uh, what it succeeds in doing is slamming itself, its base, its eye, 
uh, on the uh, pinching the the steel pecker's beak between the eye and the door. Oh yeah, and the steel pecker's eye <laughs> slams into yeah. the door. And, oh, it it messes up its yeah, eye, yeah. right? Like its yeah. eye was open, and oh, it's it scratched its cornea. Yes, <laughs> it's deadly, deadly stuff. Cornea yes. scratching. You know, data bank brawl is getting rough when Corny is getting <laughs> scratched. I wonder, maybe for uh, our fan base, Trish, Tristan Shields, who, who tracks a lot of this, could you track the eye injuries <laughs> yes. in data bank brawl? <laughs> the cornea scratches index that we need. Um, but I don't think the steel pecker gives up, do you? No, no. No, I think that the steel pecker, mm-hmm. uh, much like that saw was being used outside on the tree. Yes. I think he starts going at like hyperspeed with his beak. Which oh, is like yeah. a sawing technique because normally they they pack pack yeah. because of their name. Yes, but they can saw and like steel saw, steel saw. Yeah, like they, he's chomping down on it again and again and again, trying to separate it from the door. And I yeah. think this is the point at which we get to decide: mm. Does TT eight three slash Y seven have some surprises? It has on uh, not its base, but on its eye, on that bulb. It has. A little tiny shocker. Ooh, nice. A little, almost like a little taser. A little yeah. taser you can like buy. Like roses. Yeah. Like a smaller version of what Rose has. Yes. Yes, yes. So I think it activates it. Now, I don't I think it can move. Like, it's not like it's on a swivel. Yeah. But and it's retracted right now, so it's just it's, the ball it's in re- the beak. Oh, yeah. excellent point. Excellent point. It is retracted. So, shocks the steel pecker. Okay, so it just, it, it just emits it from... The whole yeah. ball. From the ball. The yeah, whole yeah. ball area. Yeah. Shock. Shock. Okay. And I think this, because it's going basically right into the steel pecker's face, mm-hmm. this is a blow to the steel pecker, right? Right. It goes into its mouth, the electrical energy, mm. into its very guts, which mm. contain even more metal, right? Oh, yes. I didn't even think. <laughs> oh, this is brutal. <laughs> this, I think... This it just, goes into its intestines and activates the metal in there. Is that's that what right. you're saying? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I think, yeah, unfortunately. Yep. It's not... Yep. It's not Steel pecker uh, waste is being uh, yeah, I was, used against it. I was thinking that, oh, maybe there'd be some organ damage, but I think you're right. I think... Yeah. <sighs> I didn't want this to happen. Mm. I think... I didn't even know about the metal guano when we started this. You didn't, to be fair. I think... <laughs> God. Just say it. I think Take the, a swig and say it. I think the steel pecker realizes that in order to save its very life, it must evacuate <laughs> the metal. Yes. So with a explosion worthy of a Fairly Brothers movie, <laughs> the steel pecker retaliates <laughs> and hides your children, covers the eye of the <laughs> TT. Eight three dash Y seven whatever it is the telltale tattletale droid it <laughs> covers it so now the droid has no idea where its opponent is it coated it in metal guano that's a good way to say it okay it's it's a necessary I way. mean of all the episodes we've done this is the one I want animated to full <laughs> I think I want this scene to be censored a big mm-hmm. censored block comes down. So nobody has to see this. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, Metal Guano will let you decide, let you, the listener, decide exactly what that looks like. There will be no more descriptions. You can picture it yourself. The Metal Guano, I think because it's metal, it kind of scratches up some of the workings. Oh, yeah. Of the old TT-83 slash Y7. Oh, yeah. And that was some amazing, I think, contortion. <laughs> on the part of the steel pecker yeah. that it was able to really quickly twist itself around with purpose. Yeah, and get that uh, TT on the business end <laughs> with intention. <laughs> so I think the T now TT's uh, he's cursing up a storm. Oh yeah, shoot off fucking yeah. shoot off papa and shoot, yeah, gotcha uh, Just making up curse words. Just so much stuff. So much. So much dirtiness uh, in, out of that droid. I think there's audio. a lot of swear words in Hatties. I would yeah. say like half the words in Hatties are swear words. Yeah, and uh, what he does is he extends fully. Oh, yeah. <laughs> extends fully, <laughs> and now we know it's got like a two yard oh radius. Okay, it goes it goes far. Okay, so it can it can swing. It can swing. So now it is fully extended, and it can swing and swing and swing. Okay. 
and does it? I think it it does. I think it does. I think as as flap as the steel packers flap away, it grabs onto the stock. Oh yeah, yeah. Thinking I've got this my foe by the neck. Yeah. And I'm just gonna start biting down. Yeah. And that's when TT starts swinging, swinging and spinning. Nice. Yeah. So I think he swings from side to side. So he yeah. bam, bam, bam. He's hitting the steel pecker on this metal door. Oh, it yeah. sounds like basically somebody's knocking on the door. Bang, this bang, 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 bang. The bang. most Hanna Barbera <laughs> databank pearl fight we've ever had. Just and I think in the steel pecker's fury, the steel pecker risks the own safety of its beak in it cracks down and in fact it cracks its beak a little bit this will take months to heal if it doesn't kill the steel pecker right cracks its own beak but successfully severs oh the tt-83 slash y7 and i think like right in the middle like uh, uh, closer to the base actually because yeah 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 uh well it was getting swung so i'd say in the middle yeah we'll in the back middle. to the middle okay, like about middle. a yard because you said two yards yes yeah, so so it's so about a yard so he snaps it off yeah entirely holds it in his damaged beak and begins to fly, 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 fly away. Mm. He's flying away from the door, away from the, away from the only home yeah. <laughs> that TT yeah. has ever known. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's sad, more sadder than Bambi. <laughs> so it's, so the Steelpacker's trying to gain altitude, which we've already <laughs> described as hard enough. Real hard. For the metal. There's no steel in the sky. Bird. Anyway, yeah. why go high? Right. There's no evolutionary need to go to the sky unless you're going to try to take down a starfighter. So it's trying, it's struggling up, down, up, down. It's like, yeah, up and down, up and down. I don't know if it can man- maintain or it how looks, long it yeah. will. It looks like a duck and duck hunt. It's, yes. Yeah, it's real up and down. It's not good for it. Yes. Uh, so I think TT is kind of shocked. I think still functioning. Right? Still, oh, still functioning. Oh, right. yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. But. This is a, a, a strange place for the TT to be. It mm-hmm. has used to being in charge, right? It's got yeah. obnoxious demeanor that it uses uh, people's natural door anxiety mm-hmm. to prey upon them. Uh, they, they're trained to be purposefully annoying. Mm-hmm. But now it's been robbed of its door. It's been robbed of the thing that kind of gives it power. Mm-hmm. And I think for the first time in Star Wars canon, we're hearing what, like, nervous anxious Hatice sounds like. Right. Instead of confident, angry Hatice. Yeah. This is some sad stuff. It's a uh, de-wing-a-wingy. De-wing-a-wingy. <laughs> de-wing-a-wingy. De-wing-a-wingy. Yeah, for sure. And I think uh, TT-83 slash Y7's brain is just flying a mile a minute, which is actually fast, faster than they're literally flying through the air. Right. So it's trying to come up with something. It's used its right. shock. It's used its natural ability to swing. Mm. I think one of its only tricks it has left Mm. is to be obnoxious. Okay, yeah. So it starts insulting the steel. (laughs) I think think it has to. In Hutties. I think it does. Yeah. And I can't quite translate it, and I don't want to for our younger (laughs) listeners, but yeah, it is. It's a Dewapadinga, Chuta, Bagata, Wonga Wonga. Mushka, mushka, mushka. <laughs> to the point where the steelpecker can't fully understand it, mm-hmm. but it's picking up on the energy. The subtext is there. Yeah. 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 He can feel the shame. And it makes the steelpecker start questioning its life choices. Like, did I actually get separated from my flock? Or right. did my flock leave me? It successfully gets into steelpecker's psyche. And steelpecker starts doubting itself mm-hmm. and it, its head lolls just a little bit mm. just as they're flying over a crashed Jedi starfighter from back in the day. Oh, wow. Like they're an flying, old school one. An yeah. old school one. Mm. And uh, TT mm. makes a desperate uh, yank and makes contact with a, a fin of the Jedi starfighter. Okay. And basically rams into it and causes the steelpecker to uh, steelpecker still trying to hold on. So TT hits one side of the fin, and then steelpecker basically head over tails, hmm. flaps down, hits the Jedi starfighter, and they both tumble oh, yeah. down into the sand. Yeah, rumbling, stumbling, bumbling, <laughs> both far away from their homes. Cloud of sand. Yeah, up here. Uh, 
One has no flock, another has no door. Who are they even? And I think they're now separated a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So now we have almost an Old West standoff. Yeah. We have on the ground the broken shaft and eye <laughs> of TT8L-Y7 or TT83-Y7, whichever version, I don't know. <laughs> the tattletale droid. And it's facing off against the steel pecker. The lonely steel pecker. You can almost hear some music. Yeah, yeah. I think this is a good point to pause in our combat, as we do, Mm -hmm. and decide who deserves to win this combat. I think, going on, on, on history and perhaps some personal bias, I believe... The tattletale droid deserves to lose. Mm-hmm. Your whole purpose is to tattletale yeah. and to not let people. You're a literal gatekeeper. It's like you're a YouTube comment section. All right? It is, <laughs> it is maybe time for the comeuppance of this droid. I, and I know maybe yeah. he wasn't the one later on <laughs> that scarred my childhood, but there's that. Now, I, that's my opinion, though. You may have other childhood memories that... Inform your decision. Oh, no, no. I think this is a a great reversal of fortunes in a way because we have long, long been fans of the underdog on Data Bank Brawl. We can't stop ourselves. Mm -hmm. The second episode was Laura Santeca versus Tasu Leach (laughs) on Jakku. On Jakku. And we couldn't accept Laura Santeca losing. We had to to give it to him. And a tradition was started. But here... Here we have a rare matchup. Yeah. One of these combatants packs steel. <laughs> the other is made of steel. <laughs> and sometimes you just got to go with the flow of the universe, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think, I think lonely steel pecker without a flock has got this one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm having a, a vision of how it would end. Oh, please, share. Uh, I think they're in this standoff. And Tattletail is cursing up a storm there. And there's with a step, the Steelpacker takes a step forward, takes another step forward. He knows, this bird knows this droid, this thing can't move. So he finally leaps like a snake. Oh, nice. At the eyeball of the TT unit. Now he gets his eyelid down and clamps down on the tip of the beak of Ooh. the Steelpacker. And what begins is a struggle not unlike the one in Saving Private Ryan, (laughs) where the German officer is putting the knife slowly into our American soldier hero while Upham watches on the stairs and can't bring himself to stop. It is this violent moment where the steelpecker is pushing past the closed eyelid trying to get to the eye oh the juicy juicy metal eye the heart of oh, the most delicious droid. part yeah yeah and it pushes and pushes and pushes yeah until i think it finally succeeds i think there is a moment i think it's a great psych out moment where mm, the, i like it the 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 tt dash uh, eight three slash y seven is fighting 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 and then ah oh, relief the steel pecker has given up mm. steel pecker releases with its beak and brings in its powerful talon suddenly <laughs> when tattletail droid is not ready to see that coming and rips those <laughs> eyelids off and just chomps down on the eye <laughs> and just starts crunching Crunching And that is it For the Tattletale The Tattletale has died I think the Steelpecker Eats most of the eye Saves the rest I think he scavenges up some sort of like Container device He gets the arm And he brings all of that back, and he searches and he searches for, searches for his flock, and he finds them and returns with a gift. And this steel pecker is accepted home. It's like a great fairy tale. It's a it Disney is. animated movie from the 1950s. It's, it's it's a happy ending. It's so beautiful. Yeah, and I think there is a little uh, a little uh, yeah. after credit scene. I think after all of that knocking sound on the door, yeah. we just cut back for just a flash. We're back at Nima's awesome rock castle. And the door rises up. And standing there is a Twi'lek Major Domo 
wondering who is knocking on the door. <laughs> it is the ancestor of the Fortunas we know. It is Boozer Fortuna. Boozer Fortunas. <laughs> Boozer Fortuna. And he's just Around. like, huh? Uh, ah. <laughs> and slam the credits. <laughs> <laughs> Data Bank Brawl episode 99. The weirdest fight we have ever had. I think that's fair to say. No, that might be the weirdest one and might be absolutely one of my most favorite (laughs) fights. It was a very, very good one. And we got, like I keep saying, we got a big one coming up for Data Bank Brawl episode 100. Thank you for everyone who has continued to listen to this podcast to give us feedback to enjoy us. It's a weird, Mm. dumb podcast where we get to learn some of the uh, smaller characters of Star Wars, but mostly just have... Weird and unfortunate things happen, and I'm glad that you celebrate that with us. If there are characters you want to see fight, let us know. Use the hashtag databankbrawl. Ken, where can people find you? You can find me at catnapsock across all social media platforms, including Twitch. That is right, and uh, you can also go find Tony Thaxton, who wrote the great theme music we're using for Databank Brawl these days. He's got a Patreon where he writes even more weird Star Wars music, so check that out. You should also, of course, check out our Patreon. It's at patreon.com slash forcecenter. We've also got a lot of merch. That's at tpublic.com slash user slash forcecenter. You can also find Databank Brawl episodes on YouTube. Jennifer Landa adds some graphics for us. It's great. I can't wait to see what graphics she adds ads for this one i am sorry jennifer anyway you can also check out uh, my podcast obsessed and you can check out my live shows my comedy album flaw fest where i make that halt joke that's all available on my website at josephscrimshaw.com you can find me on twitter and instagram is at josephscrimshaw you can like four center on facebook and follow us on twitter is at four center pod and until next time as luke skywalker once said well no one was really listening to him i care that's it for databank brawl Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.